10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello, I'm Taylor McSaint Cloud, and this is Are We Friends? The show where three boys who have known each other for ten years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore, or if it's just inertia. Today's program is brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Founding America's Futures. Through blood, sweat, and COVID profiteering. (laughs) Thank you. This is... (laughs) I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And today we have a special guest with us. This is fucked. (laughs) Hi. <laughs> Hello, hi, is... how are you? <laughs> hi, hi, I feel, I'm Dad. I thought, I thought you were going to introduce me. I don't no. Uh, <laughs> we, have uh, a... we should probably introduce... Well, no, everybody says their... Do people say their own name? They when say they... their own name. You Well, sometimes. we Where there's no... Okay, Taylor just did the, d- the intro before our names, which is the first uh-huh. time I think he's ever done that. Uh-huh. Or at least true? in the past like, 50 episodes he's done it. Yeah. So I'm already out of whack. Because he okay, just so said here I'll, I'll re-NPR. Well, if you're out of whack. So I'm today I'm joined in the studio by three excellent guests. You may have heard these first two guests in a previous recording of ours. We have with us Jorge and Brian. Jorge and Brian, hello. hello. Uh, hi. Thank you for being with us. And lastly, we have John. John, thank you for joining us in the studio today. I don't think we've had the pleasure of having you since now. How long was it? Technically, three months ago, but realistically, two <laughs> well, years ago. I don't ago. know what you're talking about. We didn't. <laughs> I don't. What, no, I don't know what you, you mean, no John. We didn't happening. record an entire episode that we fucked up. That's not true. <laughs> or hold on. Episode. You know, scratch it. I want to do the entire <laughs> thing differently. Um, I want to do it as NPR, but I want to do the entire thing as Diane Reem. So let's just you, take it from. The you top just want right? to take it completely from the top. Yeah, just, also, I like how Jorge and Brian are guests, not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just Again, immediately it's his uh, show. Uh, no, because I inhabited I don't know the mind space of Iron Glass or whatever. No, <laughs> uh, I can do the Diane Reem show next. If so you agree you. to do that the entire time, I'm going to be a very happy camper. <laughs> so yeah. we uh, for anybody for anybody who doesn't record audio, you can you ha- you're usually connected in such a way where you can hear your own voice through the microphone, and we just found out that Taylor turns his up. All the way, so that he can hear himself better. It explains, yeah, of course, so much. Well, uh, what are you? Are you guys just like fing- going to record a song with your fingers in your ears? No, you want to hear what's coming out of your mouth. But I don't <laughs> just want to hear what's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> no, I want to hear the drums and the too. guitar and the bass. I thought like, you I feel were like by say- virtue of me talking, I'm already the loudest voice <laughs> in my head. Like, but <laughs> first of all, yeah, I. Just- no, like I got very used to very quickly hear, the sound of my own voice. He's got to hug himself with his own voice. Just, I got oh, yeah. so used to the sound of my own voice recorded versus like how it uh, it sounds mm-hmm. altered and warble, warbled, even though Warbly. like you're used to thinking that as your natural voice. Like, no, 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 your natural voice is the one that everyone else hears. You hear the weird brain resonance that's coming through. So I oh, yeah, it's got to like, be weird when you guys listen back to this show. Like, yeah, oh, well, it, yeah, I've gotten used, to, used it. to your voice. Yeah. So I remember when we recorded the first episode taylor said like i hate my voice <laughs> before we had even released the first episode he was like i love this yeah, like, he turned yeah. so quick he, he 
Like, I really love talking, but I really hate listening to myself back. <laughs> no, and then you know, immediately, like, I just changed my tune uh, because I listened to it. Like, no, I love it. I have a great dulcet tone, and uh, I want to share that with the world, and I want to share it with myself often and eagerly. <laughs> so, <I'm>, once a week. <laughs> I'm always just worried about what dumb fuck thing I said this week. I was going to say, the content you, for me yeah. is the worst one. I, at this point, my quality of voice... I was about voice, to say, it is for the audience. Didn't I? I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. That's nice. I'm going to get you later for that. I'm going to get you later for mm-hmm. that. I'm going to hurt you. I'm hurt so, you. Don't expect it. John, uh, what, so, what are we talking about this yeah. week? Um, uh, we... <laughs> We'll talk about recording, I guess, with an emphasis on music, but we can we can keep it to any sort of recording medium. What did we call it last time? Music production? Music production. Yeah, we called audio, it music production. Audio producing? No, uh, we called it actually, we called it like audio engineering or something more like fancy, but like, I don't really think that's what it was. <laughs> what What is it this time? Audio engineering? Is that the correct term? Let's do, let's just say like music production. That's music fun. Music like that one And since you guys run a podcast, it can be like audio production or whatever. Audio but like production. The emphasis for me would be music production. You guys do podcast production, whatever. I, I can't stress enough that I'm pretty sure music production is a more catchy, snazzy title than audio engineering. That's I a very good point. if I saw a podcast point. episode that said <laughs> audio engineering, I would simply yeah. I wouldn't. I'm imagining like it's right next to like seven tips to up your social media game. Like, yeah, I'm never clicking on that because well, I don't it's... want some guy in a different country knowing my shoe size and my credit card number. I... <laughs> this conveniently uh, ten minute YouTube video that's definitely not just there for the monetization. Well, I don't. You, for me, you can always tell which ones are the monetized ones and which ones are the real deal. Because if it's like some twelve year old kid with a shitty mic, that's a sage. That that little being has <laughs> oh, wisdom beyond what you're ever gonna oh, get from he's like in a it for the quality of anything. content. Yeah, he's yeah. In it well, it's, it's always just like he's hi, in it for the um, oh, it's always worse. Like hi, my name is Gerald, and uh, today, <clears throat> uh, what? Oh, sorry, that's like my cat or whatever. But anyway, what's up, legends? Um, today we're gonna be talking about wow. like uh, this new song that I just recorded in GarageBand. So, Dude. and then he plays it and. like how did you get that like, tone? <laughs> How did you do that? I want to listen to everything you say, Kevin, or whatever your no name joke. is. The best. The, uh, the idea of him idea. being on the uh, like the microphone from Toy Story, you know, like the microphone toy, but him coming out <laughs> oh, crystal clear on the. <laughs> like you can see, he is plugged into a tape recorder, which is playing out loud, which is how he's capturing the audio through his computer mic or whatever. Sorry, see, John. Best, you were saying. The, the best YouTube tips or whatever, like instructional videos I've ever watched, are the ones that are like some dude or just like on his iPhone or something, just like let's talk about X, Y, and Z. It's always like really good, or like a really, really basic computer advice. problem. I'm like, how do I get Logic to work with X, Y, and Z? It's just always some random guy in his garage talking about it. All like the really nice professionally produced stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it never feels the same. No, it's, like it's always like, 100%. and then buy my content for like the payoff, and I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> no, I just after ten minutes of that. Like, <laughs> if it's just a screen share, like some guy like literally at his computer just recording his screen share going through, like yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly how right. I literally yeah. fixed one of the biggest level issues that I had using. Garage band, and it very Absolutely. unintuitively like when you in the advanced options you can unclick a button which says like share at max possible volume but that's not what that button does what that button does and it may do the same thing in logic is that it no matter how much compression and how careful you are it's just gonna lower the t- uh, like lower the volume of everything to make sure that nothing clips like I don't want you to do that because I just spent a very long time making sure mm-hmm. that it was gonna sound nice at whatever volume you turn it up to don't I fuck didn't... with it I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> yeah, I didn't either until, again, some 12-year-old on a shitty mic. 
taught. <laughs> yeah. So this is GarageBand. They may not have an equivalent on uh, Logic. I feel like GarageBand, for the most part, is just like a soft-locked Logic. It is the free trial of right? Logic, for yeah. sure. I mean, dude, GarageBand's awesome, though. Like, I, I've done tons of stuff in GarageBand. It's, it's cool, yeah. man. But yeah. yeah, the Logic is just like, they, op- they open up all the features. <laughs> yeah, people say it's free, but you did have to buy an Apple product to get to it. You so know what? It's That's like, a they very better good point. fucking throw in GarageBand. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. Why yeah. are you mad at all the... <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's like GarageBand's free, but I spent like two grand on this computer to or whatever. I don't yeah. know. It, like now, I'm in a position where like I I have to get software for work. Uh, like I don't have to pay for it. You know, the company does, but it's still mm-hmm. like cool. Mm-hmm. You have a Windows computer, but now you need MS Project, Invisio, Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. Like it doesn't come yeah. with that. It doesn't come with all of what. Like what do Fuck you do you with this me. computer when you buy it? What I mean, that's can why you a lot do? of people go to Linux, right? Because they can build download themselves. League of Legends and you yeah. kill yeah. yourself. Over and over. Just get like open PDF or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just, Screaming, yeah. Well, actually, to GarageBand's credit, it's cheaper because you can get same deal by like a Windows or whatever, and you have to get like uh, not Logic, but the Pro Tools. That's a subscription yes. model, like yeah. Windows. Oh. Is. Yeah, you Dude. can buy it once, I think, but then they won't update it for you. But yeah. if you subscribe to it, you get like the constant updates and things. Yeah. But no, well, like obviously, FL... software crashes after a while. So yeah, fucking FL Studio did the same shit, didn't they? Like now it's a subscription base rather than just getting Fruity Loops and being done with it. You mm-hmm. remember when Fruity Loops was Fruity Loops and not FL, FL Studio? Studio? Not going to lie, it was yeah. a good change marketing-wise. <laughs> it was a very good change. Yeah. It was a smart move, yeah. But I love yeah, the marketing person who came in. There's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You called it Fruity Loops? Like, oh what does that even God. mean? Yeah. Well, it was a uh, clever name because it was for loops. But yeah, Fruity no, Loops. No, it wasn't it was a clever name. It was one of those <laughs> also like a blatant copyright infringement, wasn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah. First of all, <laughs> yeah, that Toucan is coming for their ass. Like yeah, He's like ready, waiting in the wings, fucking waiting to sign something. Yeah, it's just like, like we, we, we just put this. all these brand new features in. We're still not seeing like the return on our investment. We're not seeing as many downloads as we like, and some like intern is like, well, you guys kidding me, right? Like <laughs> I don't give a shit how much you update Broody loops, like, just, just two steps away from LimeWire. As long as we're going fruit hey. and shit, like I'm not. Lime, LimeWire honestly sounds cooler. And the thing I is, subconsciously like, avoided fruity loops forever for the name. Yeah, because you sound yeah, cool right? when you it, say like, "Oh yeah, I'm using Logic." You know, it has logic, the right, the, like the hard Studio. K sound at the end. Like yeah. Yeah. FL Studio. What's the FL stand for? No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like KFC now. It doesn't stand for anything. Lead yeah. us, lead us through what you're thinking on on the uh, the music production process. Yeah, um, let's. Because you produce music, right? Yeah, I pr- yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we should probably say why you're here. <laughs> <and> why, you're <laughs> talking about this. why you're doing? Seems like it could have been handled in an introduction, you're just but some guy. Yeah. But you guys didn't let me get to the track. rest of it. <laughs> 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 I, I don't apologize for anything. That was no, self-deprecating <laughs> humor, Taylor. Don't worry. No, I produce. I produce music. <laughs> that is. That is what I do. Um, but I think we can um, to keep this more fun than just music production. I mean, like music production comes with like songwriting and uh, everything from songwriting to like releasing. Right, mm. in my opinion, falls under this umbrella of like music production. So we can just go through all the stuff that goes into that, and then. Yeah, so talking a little bit about like what your process is for writing new music. Yeah, we can. That's a good. Yeah, let's do that. So, let's what is your process for writing new music, John? Well, I wake up, make make some coffee, and then I uh, go about my day. Now, uh, pour a libation <laughs> to your chosen muse, and then you know I gotta I gotta meditate for an hour and think about what what I'm gonna write about that day. Um, no, for, for me, I, I 
<laughs> what? I don't, think you're, I don't think you're supposed to think about that stuff when you're meditating, but that's okay. Continue. You know what? I can do whatever I want. <laughs> like, well, of meditating is what I make. <laughs> yeah, it's my life. Um, <laughs> Call it mindless meditation. No, I think um, hard my tantric <laughs> meditation before he writes yes. a single note. <laughs> it's a very involved day, and this is all before I start my day job too. Of course, I get up at four a.m. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, <laughs> just imagining you sitting in a cold shower, listening to sex noises, like, <laughs> focusing on your own blood rushing through your body at a heightened eroticized Ew. pace. So here's what I want you to do, Taylor. Tomorrow morning, <laughs> get up, do your thing, bring like a, do you play guitar or anything? Yeah. Okay. Bring a guitar to the bathroom and then as soon as you come out of the shower. Wait, what was, yeah. Jeff, yeah I, like, was I that yes or no you play guitar? <laughs> I do not. Oh, I do not play the guitar. No, I <laughs> well, ukulele is a completely different instrument. <laughs> well, you said, you said like you play a guitar or something, right? That's so true. Like, yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, or, something, yeah. or something, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll play the recorder. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hot cross buns, dude. Melodica, like a motherfucker. Is that the, like, the keyboard with the spout? Oh, yeah. The melodica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that thing's rad. Yeah. That thing is pretty cool. Have you ever seen somebody play an accordion, by the way? I have. No, one. I have. I'm not an accordion cool. person, but the, there is something magical about that instrument. My, uh, my grandfather was a really great accordionist. Um, he played polkas and shit and, like, had one with the piano keys on the side and, like, the thousand buttons. You, all of which are all a different chord. No, no, there's two different styles. One is the buttons on <laughs> both sides, like one. chord, and then rather than piano keys, oh. it's individual buttons. But if you know how to play the piano, there's also like the key, like the two octave melody oh, key, and cool. then okay. you still have all your chord buttons as you're going in and out. Oh, I thought they were all with the keyboard and the chord buttons. That's cool. Yeah. Not always. No, yeah, accordions crazy. are neat. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'd know. love to get hammered and dance to some live polka accordion music on a street somewhere. So do you just go on like Facebook Live any day of the week and you'll find an accordion like for sale for some reason um, for a decent price. So get get one. For get some I, reason? You can John? put on your own poke. I know a lot of people around here have accordions for <laughs> what sale. Do you mean like, for I, some reason? Well, Why like, would you well, want to sell an accordion? I would keep given, one if I had one. Like, because because I imagine like everyone an got accordion them from their grandfather like I did. And like, oh yeah, I, so I live this. with a partner who's, I, I couldn't, I couldn't trust I would never do that to her. I would never exactly, learn the accordion like living with accordion. my partner. It's bad enough that we have a piano and I'm learning to play the piano. But uh, imagine serenading <laughs> your partner with sweet, 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 sweet Venetian what? accordion music. Is it Venetian? <laughs> do you think like French, like French jazz or something? Uh, Dude, that's a moray, and you're all. That's set. the one I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking when of. The one is, that's yeah, fucking thing going on. It's great. Yeah, and except it's four times louder so John, than that. Tell us the process of making that's a more. All right, so let's use that. Let's How use do you an, record an accordion. So let's use an example with the accordion. I don't play the accordion, but it sounds like it's similar to keyboards, which I do play. So accordion. if you want to write a song. Or how I write a song, honestly, is I'll go to an instrument, be it a guitar or a keyboard, typically one or the other, right? And I'll find a chord or like a note, right? And then I'll start there and I'll try to just, I just work my way through something and try to make something that sounds good. I don't have a ton of like rhyme or reason to it, but if I play like a G chord, I'll be like, this sounds cool. Like I'm feeling this right now. If I'm like, I'm really in a good, happy mood, I'll play like a G major and I'm like, this sounds (laughs) sick. And then I'll kind of like, and I'll kind of work my way up into like a happy sounding thing. Or if I'm like not having a good day, I'll play like. G minor, like bam. Ooh. I'll be like, this is putting me in the moody. The Real G centric. Yeah, it. and then it's uh, easy. Third fret and a guitar. It's it's a it's a good way to start. Um, okay. But yeah, and I'll just kind of go from there and kind of play around until something sounds cool. I typically at this point do it while I'm recording though. So I'll like play a note and a keyboard. I'll be like, okay, I'm in the zone. Like I gotta just start recording <laughs> something. 
Well, I used to Sorry. like try to. No, that's very <laughs> awesome. If it's just so like so, just. Thing. I'm ready. Here we fucking <laughs> like, go. Like a Hans Zimmer model of like composing. Like I'm gonna play this one note. I'm gonna play it 465 times, and then I'm gonna hit a second note. We've got that it. Gave We've me, got it. That gave me big. Um, there was like a game show of like, can you guess the song? And it was like it would give you like five notes of yeah, the like song. A, it's like a bar then trivia it, game. Yeah. yeah, and then like at one point though, like the game like towards the final would be like, here's a note what's the song? And I'm like, this is the fucking name. It just made me think of what you were doing of like, boom, I've got it. I know exactly <laughs> Dude, what I'm doing. I've got funny, it all down. Cause I'm always thinking like those types of things. Yeah. They play like a second. It's like a G chord. I'm like, like 20 million songs start Any with a song. G chord. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's the way it sounds is so unique. Apparently to that specific mm. song. You're like, that's, Black Eyed Peas or whatever. And it's like, what? How did you know that? When like, you guys said like one ouch. note that you would know exactly what the song is, it's the first bop. What's Noop? It's the like, oh, what's new, Pussycat? It's that particular like, let me just slam all my hands down, all my fingers down on the keyboard. What's new, Pussycat? <laughs> Tom Jones like just wailing. Like, yeah, no, I can do it. I can do it with that song at least. I don't know why, Tom Jones. <laughs> You That's need to be in the song. bar trivia team for when that comes out oh. of, the, of the question. You can yeah, answer right? it. You got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but no, I need to do it like that because yeah. it's like I get so sidetracked on like everything, really. So if I get in the vibe of like trying to write something, I need to like immediately start putting it somewhere. Or I'm going to forget it. So Okay. Okay. And I use my phone a lot. That's kind of a big deal, too, with like voice memos or whatever. So I can just like play something. I'm like, oh, this sounds cool. And then I'll like record a snippet of it. Right. Mm. I'll, I'll come back to that later. I've, I'll never go back to it later. But at least I <laughs> feel like I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. There was a <laughs> I remember Chris Cornell had a story about Black Hole Sun and it was exactly that. He was in the car and he had his recorder and he was just humming the, mm-hmm. I think it was like the solo or like the breakdown part in that where he's like, Da-na-na, and he just kept doing it and recorded it, but like, you know, kept the recording on, went home, like slept for like a little bit, never went back to oh, that yeah. and just wrote all of the song. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> good, awesome. Dude, it's funny because I was with a buddy of mine like a little bit ago um, and we were both like on my deck. We both just pulled out our phones because we're both musicians and we were just going through all these old like voice memos we had oh, through the no. years. It's hilarious because it was just a ton of like, oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a bunch of nonsense and we we're like was this supposed to like become what something it's like this, doing is, with it? yeah, like, this is nothing I love like, that. what the the only time that i like it was just randomly creating mem- uh, melodies like i'll sing through the house but the only time mm-hmm. that i like i have a voice memo is for whatever fucking reason i was whistling like it was just a tune that i was like whistling around and then like oh mm-hmm. cool i've got it so let me record it and i don't know if you've ever heard like a bad recording of someone whistling and i'm i'm good i'm good at it yeah. and it's like oh this is this is awful. This is miserable. Like, That's not I me. could derive a tune from it if I get past the way that, I don't know, I have to unfuck the quality of that recording. If I soldier on through this. Yeah. Oh That's my the other God. thing. I'll go back and listen to something. I'm like, that sounds nothing like it sounded in my head. I want, like, I want to get away from that idea forever um, and just move right on. But I do. I like to uh, like keep the story going, so to speak. So if I get okay. out of the zone, it's hard to get back into it. And mm. I don't it's probably not like a good way to go about this, but I need, if I get Whatever. really into it for like a week, I'll write a bunch of stuff or like take these ideas and put them into like production really quickly. And I'll take like three weeks off and just not do anything with it. And then if that yeah. happens, like if I write part of a song and take a three week break, it's, I'm not going to finish it. Like I'm just not going to go back and do it again. Um, so that's my approach. I start writing something based on what feels cool. Um, I don't really know how to like 
read music so to speak on like keyboards or guitar so it's a lot of just feeling out things right until That's like i couldn't cool. i'm looking at my keyboard right now i couldn't tell you like what I, any of this is but nice like, i only know how to read cheat music and i can't feel anything out so you're <laughs> I'm, you're I'm, probably in a better you, spot you can uh, between like, i'm being it, humbled currently because i like I, I, I learned how to read music <laughs> as a kid uh like yeah. never well but enough like you know so now that i like hey, i have a piano in the house and i'm trying to learn again like Oh god, this is this is bad. All right, so that Dude, one tough, we're man. in the key of Mhm. So that one's flat. <laughs> so that's a lot I'll of just, hashtags on that oh, staff like oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So no, I never I never <laughs> play it this time. Play the black one on that one. Still didn't do oh. it. All right, let's try it. Play play the black key on that <laughs> one. I'm still not nope. doing it. Okay. I See, never I, learned what the keys are. I only know like which which white keys turn to black keys when what number of symbols are there are <laughs> see it works though you figured something out yeah I, well it's there's a pattern to it but uh, i was gonna ask you have a lot of musician <laughs> friends did you find that everybody else has similar methods for writing music or are there some like big big uh, different approaches that you, that you know of that's a good question um i'm inclined to say that a couple people do it like i do where they'll kind of like get into it and then take long breaks and they kind of have to go through and they'll like pop out a freaking like symphony overnight right and then it's oh. just like i'll take a break for a while like a rock symphony not like a like no, no, but still. Like, <laughs> yeah um and then i know other people that just kind of like not it's not like a job but they kind of do it every day and they write really cool stuff too so it's kind of both i mean some people do can create songs and keep i guess the theme alive in their head for mm-hmm. longer than i can it's like if you read a book, you know, and you like take a, two weeks off from reading it. It's kind of like, what was like going on in that book again? Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't 100% get you Yeah. Talk about like two days from when I last read it. I'm like, I'm going to have to restart this book. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> Absolutely. And I've yeah. restarted books like tons of times and I'll get to the same spot and stop every time. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just finish this? <laughs> maybe I just don't like the book. But, um, <laughs> maybe you just dislike it. It took me up until this point to remind myself why yeah, I didn't keep reading why? past this point yeah, before. Like, if I would have just spent the time I used reading rereading the first half to read the second half, I'd be done by now. Because <laughs> you always That's catch actually, up, you know. You eventually just like while you're still reading, you, it's like things come back into focus. I, I'm trying to think about the oh, other man. kind of person. Like you get to the end of the book, like man, I really loved that ending. It's a real shame I don't remember the beginning. <laughs> time to go back again and just stop in the middle of the book. You know, no, I feel like this. I feel Ooh. like this actually. This kind of conversation with books too i feel like this is kind of what separates an editor from like a writer in some ways is okay. i feel like the well, i'm not an author of like books or whatever but i feel mm-hmm. like the editor can sit and do something every day over and over and over again kind of repetitively and get through it as like a task that you could write a song like that over time and probably right. write tons of music like a professional songwriter probably does yeah but i feel like the uh, like the artistic like writer or whatever is just like uh, like jot down this crazy <laughs> idea then like <laughs> Well, Forget about why, it for a week. <laughs> that's why they give kind of similar advice to what you're talking about for writing, which is just like you just throw it all down and you do not care too much about the quality or else it'll slow you down right. too much. Don't like edit and write flow. at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you, just, you just get through it and then you can go back and fix it into something actually legible, you know? See, I'm so bad at that too, though, because it's like with music, especially like I'm doing like more electronic music now than ever before, and it's like the songwriting and the editing kind of happen simultaneously since like with okay. a guitar, you can take your acoustic guitar to like the park, right, and kind of write a song and like write the lyrics out, memorize them, and you can have a full song without ever touching like a computer. Mm-hmm. But like electronic music, obviously by being electronic, you need electronics to do it. So you kind of... What? No. Whoa! I don't believe <laughs> So I do a lot of it, and that's probably actually why I record and write at the same time, because I don't have, like, a grand piano or anything. I have, like, digital pianos, right? So I play them through my uh, 
software essentially uh, so i'm already okay. kind of in the box to begin with so it's yeah. just easier to be like this is a cool chord just, let's throw it down they don't have to worry about remembering and i can just kind of keep on moving and then i can take like a four bar passage and like loop it and be like that's done that's 20 seconds of music done <laughs> and then i can go to like a guitar and plug a guitar in and like try to put something on top of yeah. it so I, I actually started messing with something fairly recently called live coding where you use uh, programming language to be able to like mess with notes and chords and loops and stuff and like manage which in which way they're looping and repeating and like the pace of everything. Um, Is that like a video you sent me a while ago of like yeah. the guys live playing like the algorithm shows or whatever they were? Yeah, yeah. They call them like algoraves when people perform them live. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. Oh, like, yeah. You uh you Stop show it. the 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 screen of what you're doing while you're doing it so everybody can see exactly how you're constructing the music live. So it's like uh. it's programmers who have a passing interest in music and then it's like really really intense like uh, people who are into like music theory and exact timing i was gonna say because that's that's very math formulated music and there's a lot mm -hmm. of like electronic and metal genres that are very like math focused so mm -hmm. that does not math surprise rock. me math rock's a great example of exactly that <laughs> schoolhouse rock also very <laughs> hey focused. hell yeah <laughs> i do think it's it's interesting to be able to create electronic music live in that way you know because it's like cool. it's a little bit of struggle in in some of the other yeah. methods i've seen and I'm, I don't even know where to start with that because it's like I could see playing <laughs> like you could give me a keyboard, right? And I can mm -hmm. like go in front of people and play it live. But that's not like what you're talking about. Like you're talking about somebody actually coding out notes in real time and then it plays back. And taking other an loops and then like adjusting yeah. a lot of like the, the reverb and the the echo and the attack and the through, delay and the like decay through automating and what, it, what it reminds me of is they're, like, they're um, like changing the settings and like moving things around and like well they're doing what i do with the mouse together. but they're just doing it through programming exactly instead. yeah that's awesome it reminds me of like the the digital equivalent of someone like Teresa anderson or like those or um image and heap who, who do mm. a lot with like loop pedals and stuff and like that's how their performance and point. what their recorded yeah. songs work with but yeah. like if you did that at, like, with the same equipment that like a DJ has, you know, where they are controlling like playback and echo mm -hmm. and response and attack yeah. and all sorts of shit like that. Like mm -hmm. those two things happening at the same time. Yeah. The, the big, the big difference between like using a loop pedal is that they can actually make fine tuned adjustments to the loops live. So the loop can sound like a little bit different each time as they're like making mm -hmm. their little adjustments to it. Yeah. So you can really hear the music evolve like slowly over time to what they're going for. Is yeah, this okay? Really so cool. how long do these, Shows algoraves. take, yeah. How long uh, do these? Excuse me, <laughs> algoraves. That's the most Batman the Beyond version of cyberpunk. <laughs> like what you would call that? Like, hey, Terry, you want to go to the cyberrave? I don't know. We're all, yeah. They're all taking bliss yeah. now, and bliss they're all silent discos. These oh, people are <laughs> these people are fucking nerds, dude. I think it's awesome because they go full cyberpunk with it because they always have like the cool colors for all the code, and they always have it projected against where mm -hmm. the person is typing so they're so always like there with like all the lights on them and then people, against like a picture of isaac asimov or something well people will also do the same thing but with uh image generation like video generation yeah so there's always like a multi uh, oftentimes like there's a like a multimedia visualizer. aspect to it it's like very artsy stuff i i actually learned about it from an art professor at vcu who did a presentation to the computer science people that they did not like are they making like a, <laughs> not down with this. Uh, are they making like a statement of like deconstructing like the typical like music kind of so their process the philosophies behind it because there are those are like very open source focused they're very much like mm, show okay. your code that's like a big part of the culture there. Cool. so yeah they have their whole like mindset Thanks. and it's a whole thing to look into but if it's you if you are yeah. If you like coding at all or want to that any of that sounds cool, you should go look it up because it's all free to do. 
You know what's funny about electronic music, and that is not exactly related to what I'm about to say, but like historically, like the synthesizer and electronic music in general, outside of raving, has always just been like so nerdy. <laughs> like yeah. synths have yeah. always been stereotypically like for nerds. But it's funny because like 99% of pop music is like made on a synthesizer, but like that's cool. Like that's that's for cool people. But it's, it's like, like synth Max music Martin. isn't. Yeah, exactly. And like all these producers, they're all using like real synthesizers that were like in the seventies, like math rock and like rush and stuff that was only cool to the people that liked it. Like <laughs> God, what's that what's that saying? Like um uh ask somebody if they're a fan of Rush. Okay, cool. You know if they're a man or a woman, because there are no no women are fans of Rush. Oh, that was the joke oh, growing up. That's oh, no. like in a new wave that has a bunch of uh synth music in it those like originally were all people that dressed like buddy holly and were like very nerdy people and then they mm-hmm. slowly started to go like counterculture and like start to mess with their hair you can see like how far along in the new wave era a uh, band is by their music videos like how totally. oh, suit wearing oh, oh. there are it's also the closer you get to the 90s and like as the cure becomes more popular it totally switches over into like uh not goth culture but more towards that Grunge. Angle. Well that was that was goth the avenue is like from pretty much is goth. from nerds to new wave to like that more that like goth, yeah. dark wave into goth like the cure is like that bridge between new wave and goth music. <laughs> the yeah, cure is that gate is the forbidden door. Yeah. The cure is like it. they're just like hello. The they're black like, really gates. like this we like the idea of this music but maybe just make it more sad. What if we yeah. just <laughs> really <laughs> depressed everybody? <laughs> But I'm Here's like, I came here to be happy. Well, maybe. Mm. <laughs> no, it's got that right mix, dude. It's got that right sad boy mix. I love it. Yeah, New something about so New good. Wave just punches you in the feels. And that's also kind of why Vaporwave school because it has the same like effects, I think. <laughs> it's like, is this happy? Is this not? Like, Vaporwave makes, makes me, me feel, feel an incredible range of emotion. And oh, I know yeah. that, uh, John, you and I have talked a few times online yes, about like Vaporwave because I've played around with it, too. Um, and specifically, like, I do not want to create a single sound. I want every sound <laughs> in this to be derived from something. I want copyright infringement. Yeah, all I want exactly. Like, I want it to be. I want it to be contrived. <laughs> I want it to be commercialized, and I want to ruin that. And it's like that's like that celebration yet accepting of like a, a false nostalgia for a commercialized past. Like, it's fucking. Yeah. It's it's wild because it is like, oh yeah, I remember all these things. I am feeling nostalgic, but what am I feeling nostalgic for? Like, and the why sound do I think of I'm an elevator like, going down yeah. in a like an office park? Like, how is this is weird? I feel like this is bad. Like, yeah, you feel bad. You should feel bad. Those emotions are for people, not for the goddamn oh. AOL dial-up theme, you oh. ass. Dude, it's also got this, uh, there's like a timbre to Vaporwave that is, I think it's like hypnogotic is the word. But hypnogogic, it's like, yeah. Hypnogogic. yeah. Hypnogogic. The feeling of being like not asleep, but like lucid in a dream, mm. I think is what that is. Yeah. That's scary. And Vaporwave does kind of strive to, I don't know if intentionally or not, but a lot of Vaporwave does emulate that half asleep feeling with all like the down-tuned vocals and yeah. like the... The tape slows they use. You're not wrong. Like, <laughs> There's a lot yeah. that uh, the, the aesthetic in Vaporwave awesome, is fucking mad cool. But every time I'm listening to it, I'm like trying to find like the shit that I really like. And it's always like I found like I found uh, what was a remix of Eyes Without a Face called A Face Without Eyes. And uh, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, dude, this is awesome. But I'm like listening to it. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's just because I like the original song. I, yeah. It's oh, always good. just worse versions of music but I that's already the, like. Uh, that's why I want to. That's I, the irony of the genre, too, though, is it's like, why do I like this? And it's yeah. Just, well, that's I think I it's like, an aesthetic um, thing, dude. I think. I agree with you, though. What is, yeah. <laughs> what's the, the, the super fucking famous one? I always forget the goddamn Macintosh title. Plus. Thank you. Macintosh Plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I like about that one is. Is that there awesome. is there is no original I don't think there's an original sound in that but it's so far removed from that like Diana Ross song that it loops mm-hmm. uh, that like I 
well, the first time I heard the Diana Ross song, someone had to tell me that that's the loop mm-hmm. from which Macintosh Plus was made. Like, yeah. and I loved that. Like taking it that there's um like Freud calls it umheimlich, uh, the mm-hmm. un like the uncanny. Uh, unhomely and that like that same mm. feeling like it's uncanny when you kind of put that together like ooh wait there's something of the original Ouch. in there that I yeah it's close ooh, enough that, like, right? yeah it's like tingling up the back of your brain it's I, I love that shit ASMR. It, is, is, it is Meridian <laughs> response it is yeah Very Meridian all over that response to realize uh, like, oh shit that's a Diana Ross song is is uh is Macintosh Plus the name of the artist or the name of the song? I can never no, fucking tell with they have a Paperweight couple. Music. It's one person, Vectroid, I think, is their main like artist hub name. But they have a couple things. It's like uh, uh, Macintosh Plus is the famous one. They have another one called New Dreams Limited. But it's all kind of in this like vapor e type of but type in the, of when, thing. But it's the Macintosh Plus is their moniker under which they make vaporwave music. Right? It's not <laughs> well, the name fu- of the song I don't actually, itself. The, all of their projects are kind of vapor wavy, so I'm not actually sure what. Like, the, I think Vectroid is like the main hub. That's also a vapor wave project. You yeah, know, what? I'm I, not sure. There's a ton. Of, they're all the same person. They're all vapor wave. If you say Macintosh Plus, though, I feel like everyone no. only thinks of yeah that for one sure. album cover, like the, the bank with the checkered bam, bam. square. Yep, yep, yep. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do, no, for sure. Do. But I'm always curious because I was looking at it like, oh, this Vaporwave song is good. Let me look up the title, and it's like, they're all, oh, it's all it, in Japanese. It all reads. Yeah. It's like Japanese corrupted file names, basically. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. good. And I'll every, never find this again. Every <laughs> single character is like four spaces <laughs> apart with random underscores. Dude, like, they yeah. have. Uh, I love. I love it. Great I have stuff. grown to love that shit. <laughs> I hate it. It's funny because I love a lot of it. I hate a lot of it. A lot of it's horrible. Not not Vectroid specifically, but the genre is full of really crappy music and really good music. But one album by Vectroid under the New Dreams Limited moniker is probably one of my favorite albums of all time, which is crazy to me because like I never thought that would happen with like yeah. Vaporwave specific. Because to me, it started as like a novelty, but then I actually like kind of got into it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, dude, the same thing happened. I heard <laughs> the uh, down that rabbit the yeah, Saint exactly, Pepsi, yeah. uh, the Saint Pepsi album. Saint Pepsi's cool too, and yeah, it was just yeah. like, uh, w- wait, hold on, what's <laughs> a, what is happening here? <laughs> I this love doesn't this. awaken something. It was like future funk. I got super into future funk. Future funk's cool too. All um, of that kind of like uh, nostalgia for the '80s, but not like the hair metal resurgence that was scene mm, music. But it's like this like pop resurgence because you see in in modern music too, like. Dua Lipa's album is called Future Nostalgia and it's totally it's a good record it's all 80s oriented because it's that disco 80s stuff Mm -hmm. that was happening with synths in the 80s right and then over modern pop music and she did a really good job with it but yeah it's like that stuff came out of underground music like synthwave was underground for a long time and then um What's his face? The weekend at Blinding Lights, right? That's a synthwave yeah. song as a mm. pop song. It's yeah. awesome, and everyone loves it. But it's it comes from this whole subculture of music that is just was underground for a while, and now it's getting mainstream, which is cool. Very there's cool. something about the the aesthetic that like it it, it definitely like forces this nostalgic reaction for a past mm-hmm. that isn't there. Like it's you know like imagine if this kind of music is what you heard. It's like it's what you hear in your imagination of what the 80s was being born in the early 90s. Like yes, it, it, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like it is a creation of something new, like via nostalgia as that vehicle. What's well, all the good parts that aesthetic. you remember as a kid? Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. you forget all the bad stuff because you weren't there for it, right? So you just take How away brown all these... everything was brown paneling, brown chairs, brown right, yeah. ashtrays at McDonald's. But we remember like triangles and squiggle lines and neon. <laughs> and, like, 
I love it though. I love the aesthetic of the eighties, but the nineties is is boomeranging now too, which I'm kind of interested to see because I feel like modern culture is going to be what people born in the two thousands thought the nineties were like. But we lived through the nineties, so I'm kind of curious as to how that's gonna. Because look at like Supreme and Champion are cool now, but like wasn't Champion not cool when we were like Champion was whatever. Yeah, Champion (laughs) was the discount thing at JC Penney. Right, like who thought that was not a brand stuff? Champion's like cool high end, like I think I'm not kind of. It had a re- no, it had an honest to Did god it? resurgence yeah. of popularity into people. I don't know if the brand like I don't know if they charge more or anything, but like they saw an increase in sales because influencer, you know, people, artists, and whatever like were culture, wearing that. Yeah. Because they were like, yeah. ah, speaking like, of um, cool, rad, sick, awesome. I uh, don't care about rad, that. sick, cool. <laughs> I remember my dad, gnarly, bro. <laughs> I, I remember my dad's gray champion. Yeah, like the heather that he gray wore when he mowed right? the oh yeah. Like, oh you know, that's what I remember. And from a pair of white, like New a white, Balances. Way you know too white with gray, uh, with green grass stains all on the side of them because oh yeah. he was mowing the lawn. Oh, dad gear, man. mowing the lawn. Dad my dad would wear like these white dad Adidas gear. with black stripes. And I remember like two years ago, I saw some like super hip kid, you know, like spiky hair, very stylish. And he had those shoes on. Like, those are the shoes my dad used to mow the yeah. fucking lawn in. Like, the same thing. Like, Wow, everything old is new again. I guess when you can when you can wear them, you can wear them. Other people put it on different, dude. Mm -hmm. You can sometimes other people put on outfits where you could put on the exact same thing, and you're gonna look like shit, dude. Oh, you have to find your own way. There's, there's and you also have to get shit that fits on the the way that you mean it to. Incredibly important and underlooked thing in fashion is yeah, make sure your clothes fit in a way that matches your own self. (laughs) The um. Another funny sales thing uh, in terms of music production is um, sure microphones make a microphone called the S uh, the uh, SM7B, which is super famous. It's uh, like in the industry, it was famous. Like NPR uses it. Um, a couple of different like radio shows use it whenever they have like multiple guests. And they had about the same number of sales every year since 1972 when they first started selling it. And then like <laughs> 2007, they yeah, then 2007 <laughs> they just sold like an order magnitude more and everyone's we don't understand we literally do not understand what the, did everyone's mic break at the same time like yeah, no like all. podcasting became a thing we made a conscious decision to not put any more effort into it this year the same as we do every other yeah, year we didn't change it's actually uh, yeah let's let's take that let's use that as a segue back into let's music production because the um it's like, it's like holy shit it's like Sound we're talking about offline before we started this or maybe it's in the intro i don't know but um the recording process obviously if you're recording real instruments or singing in particular or speaking in the case of podcasts it requires the room it doesn't require but the way your room is shaped and the way you kind of acoustic treat your room is going to impact how that sound comes into Mm. the microphone right and then likewise how it sounds on playback so it's funny that those microphones made such a resurgence because my whole point before we started this episode was like you can't a good microphone is not going to sound any better in like a really crappy room than like Mm -hmm. a bad microphone would sound and like this is probably blasphemous to say, but like the consumer, the end user of whatever art you're producing is not going to know the difference between no. what type of microphone you decided to use. Which is why I think no, I, we can, you can get around a lot of stuff uh, like we're recording, especially your just your voice by using a, a dynamic mic and getting into a situation where you have to be very close to it to, for it mm-hmm. to pick you up properly because I think you like block out. So like you can see that my room is not set up for for audio. And mine about? isn't either, as funny Big as that is. I don't. <laughs> my room is not treated. The room is 
probably not shaped in a way that's conducive. Love to all music. the angles that I can see behind you. Oh yeah, yeah it's like, like wow. it's, a, it's a non-Euclidean nightmare over there. It's it's a non- yeah. <laughs> H.P. Lovecraft is jizzing over that room. I am in a very terribly shaped room for anything music related, but I mean, you, you use what you have available, right? I also um I Ugh. cheat. I don't record my amps when I play guitar. I have a uh, like if you're a guitar player, some amps have um. A DI out is what it's called. It's like a direct in, a direct out, or yeah. direct out. What's well, I guess so it's like a MIDI out. Well, there is an XLR out that you can plug from the amp head directly into the interface. I think it's a cool. DI is what it's called. But um, oh, because you go direct into the interface from yeah. the amp, so it's a DI. Yeah. But I use that because it just recreates the signal as a digital thing instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to record my amps, but once again, like I don't have the setup. The DI is going to sound way better than like mm-hmm. trying to mic exactly. up my amp yeah. is going to sound. I think when you're talking, it's probably a little easier. Like speaking, like a podcast, yeah. I'd probably get away with it. Singing, it gets a little more noticeable when you have like crappy rooms and things like that. Right. But a nice I mic will save it. We're speaking <laughs> so much quieter buddy, than music goes, you know? Yeah. Right. My, my buddy uh, liked, you know, he played around with music production as well. And he had a, in his office, there was a closet and the, it was just an empty closet that was <laughs> lined with thick foam paneling and yep. one microphone in the center of it. And like whenever he had to sing, he stepped into that closet, closed go. the like the bifold mm-hmm. doors, which also had foam on them, and then sang. And then would come out and hit the space bar. It's a good <laughs> idea. Like, I did buddy yeah, did that a, with uh, clothes. Like it was just his clothes closet. So yeah. he put the microphone in there oh. and just sing into that. I mean, and it well, did. It dampened the sound. What's doing a lot of the heavy lifting in this room <laughs> is VHS tapes. Um, this entire <laughs> wall that I'm talking into is... It's like six and a half feet by eight feet of much. VHS tapes. Like so vaporwave. Yeah, offline yeah. someday. I want to see your VHS collection because that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually down here now. There it's in its most pared down yeah. version that it's ever been. Um, it's still a little. Yeah, I have I like an enormous I'm down CD collection. To like, <laughs> I'm down to maybe eight hundred. Oh, like I've offloaded a ton. Yeah, I have like a lot of CDs, but I think I have like 400 or so. 800, wow. And those oh, are VHS tapes. Well, I mean, those are like bigger. Tapes were, bigger. <laughs> yeah, the tapes were super fucking cheap though, dude. Like, don't to get be, me wrong. This, to be yeah. clear, he said he's down to that. Yeah, because when we recorded our third episode on VHS, <laughs> I was clearly above 1,000. Like, I had just wow. alphabetized everything. Much. And you do like a general, okay, cool. you can fit like six on a shelf. There's three rows per shelf. How many shelves are there? And just, oh, okay, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, what what is but the yeah. next step in music production? All right, so you write a song. Let's say you've written a song, and then you're um, there's arranging as a step, but that's in my context of electronic music, right? You kind of write and arrange at the same time. Arranging is piecing together the different elements of a song, right? So you might okay. you might write a song like I have a verse, I have a chorus, I have a pre-chorus, I have a bridge, I have another chorus, whatever. And then arranging is kind of like okay, let's do a second verse here, let's do a pre-chorus before that section, and then maybe duplicate this later. So that's kind of building the blocks together. So to me, that's kind of the same stuff. Um, okay. Tracking is recording. So when you're actually taking your song to a studio Making tracks yeah it's like in like rock music it's easier to explain is it's like you're literally tracking the guitar part like you're playing it recording it into the stereo not the stereo the um interface or whatever you're using and then the recording. think of any rock music uh, biopic montage and you've got that's it yeah exactly yeah sitting in the studio in yeah. those nice chairs playing guitar exactly. um, <laughs> the glass panels and stuff the rest of the band behind yep. their plotting the singer's downfall and that's exactly that's actually why they're like for people that don't know when you're watching scenes like that uh, it's more glamorized but like they have the glass panel right and like the per the recording engineer is always at the console which has all the sliders Mm -hmm. and faders and knobs so they can 
you know, volume adjust and pan things in real time or mix after the fact. But that soundproof wall in the window is essentially there. So the singer can be in an isolated room or when they sing, it sounds like it's supposed to. They're not in like a yeah. room like mine where it just sounds mm-hmm. like nonsense. <laughs> like it's, now, yeah. all the like real studio has that. <laughs> in one of those professional settings, there are like so many dials. Do they actually need all of those little dials? What, so, what could they possibly all be doing? <laughs> so it's funny that you asked that because they, yeah, the big ones have like, I don't even know. You can get like 50 like or 60 per channel, shaders. 12 different knobs. Yeah, know? but to like put it into context, yes, they do all have a purpose depending on what you're doing. Like if you're just making like a, a punk rock song, two guitars, a singer, and a they bass part. Nothing. But even that though, think about that. The yeah, drums are going to have like 10 microphones on its own because you'll have a drum for the bass what? drum, a drum for the snare, two drums above, or <laughs> a microphone in the two bass drum. Two drums above <laughs> the microphone, above <laughs> the drum. A microphone in the cool. snare. The firmament like, above the firmament. <laughs> above mics for the cymbals. Just like stuff like that so you can get every yeah. element together. And it's because when you're mixing the drums, if you only had one mic, like the snare, snare and the symbols are just going to overpower everything so you want to do mm-hmm. them all separately so yeah, that's our live show john yes i know there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah most, that was the most when as a as a teenager or as a kid when when going first show that was the most disappointing thing i've ever heard in my life completely shattered oh me, like yeah, listening dude. to recorded music because i'm just like oh i'm sorry this is just a drum you band. know what fixed this up? is just oh, a yeah. band with drums and a, band band going, my mind. a guy who's going cool what oh this is my favorite song i don't even know okay cool it's over it was the first time i saw jazz live like just Mm -hmm. like three old guys who've been playing together for like 30 years casually as they do other gigs and the first time i heard like that kind of like cigarette bar jazz played like oh my god you can you can actually do it with certain like super quiet (laughs) like drums like a very a very soft saxophone coming in and then like a bass like that was incredible. How yeah. did you get that sound in here? Yeah. Even when we were in like a uh, high school, I think when we would do shows, cause I was in like the, um, like jazz band and stuff like that. I don't remember them miking drums or anything like that. They might have actually, I can't remember, but I was going to say that like, there you were, can um, get a good sound in certain mm-hmm. genres without stuff like that. They were like the area mics that they would drop from the top. Oh, uh, did they have called. area mics? They're not. Yeah. Okay. They're, um, little danglers. Little yeah, the dangly ones. There's another name for them, but I don't. I don't know what the fuck it is now. Dingle it's one of those things. Oh, wait, like I wrong. learned, I knew that they existed in high school, and I just recently learned what they are. Like, oh, okay, cool. It's a different kind of. Mm, I got it now. Don't so that remember. that all that actually. So even in a live music setting, like Jorge, to your question about the giant consoles that have all the faders, they have those in live shows too, and it's so mm-hmm. you can volume adjust the microphones. But in a studio setting. Once you're done recording, those things all still serve a purpose because then you might have one fader that only controls reverb on one instrument, right? Mm -hmm. So you could have each fader could serve a very specific purpose to a very specific instrument, or you could have one fader control, you know, like six or seven different things. But if you're doing a more um, kind of involved song... like some math rocks nonsense or something that has a lot of instrumentation, you do actually end up using a ton of faders. Um, in so your computer, you... it's easier because it's all you pull yeah. as you go. But I just, I have a hard time wrapping my head around how these master engineers like are able to just listen and know like which one of these fucking dials needs to be adjusted. You it's got to be labeling. And I think I've never actually used a real <laughs> yeah, console. Cause I'm, a lot of tape, <laughs> a lot of that tape though. Yeah. I think, um, a Sharpie and a bunch of fucking rolls of tape yep. and you're boop, all boop, set. Boop. 
we used to do that when we would record at my house, like pre-pandemic. We would, <laughs> you'd have to put tape on the microphones because some person might yeah. need this mic, that mic's over mm-hmm. there. They all look, they're all SM58s, right? Say, it's, they're it's, all yeah. the same yeah, microphone. They're all black, yeah, with yeah. the wire, the chrome wire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one knows who's going where, but um, but I think you can automate some of that. Where like um. And I've only seen this in music videos, so I have no idea if this is a real thing. But there's a there's a Guns N' Roses music video. I think it's for Patience. In the beginning of the song, all the sliders like slide into place, and then they start playing the song. So my get my gut is telling me that you can there's pull up the song you want, and then it will associate every single fader with the specific thing on the track. And then in oh, your software, yeah. you'd say it would say like track ten or channel strip yeah. ten, and then you'd look at channel strip ten and be like, okay, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Adjust accordingly yeah. on For, that if I needed to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's to a lesser extent. It will become more involved um, in the second season of our other podcast, uh, Outlaws and Old Ones, because right now it's just one main vocal track. Um, that we yeah, all record on so like it's a lot of it. oh, is it just, more, just one strip? yeah it's a lot for me it's a lot more cutting right now so like all right there's crosstalk there so i'm going to delete all of it then raise up like this section of voice who is like i don't know someone talking in the background because that's what i want right now but you know, like so right now i just use gain ratio attack um and well oh, there's like one other thing in the compressor uh and compressor threshold that's and I have like my automatic preset. Like usually this is my optimum vocal thing that this is going to work on. And then everything from there is like, cool gain's going to go up here because someone was talking quieter or we're going to bring you way down right there. And then I've got like the music um, and sound effects and everything coming in underneath. And depending on like how loud the sound effect is, the vocals have to come down in that moment Mm -hmm. and they don't sound like they're quieter because you have sound underneath of it. So like the same amount of sound is being made. So like, I, yeah, I, it, it, it very quickly becomes a lot of things um, that you're playing with, even in something as simple as like people talking. So a question and comment, and I'll do the comment for people that don't know what a compressor does. Oh my God, there's a cat in my backyard. No, it's a raccoon. Sorry, I just I have like a window Whoa. next to me. And just, <laughs> this giant raccoon just like waltzing by. Like, That's a fat cat. <laughs> well, I thought we have like a we have a black cat that lives outside in our neighborhood, uh. but it's it's way too big for that. Um, but a compressor essentially, you like you select a volume point at which everything above it will be attenuated down a certain decibel level, and then you can select the ratio at which that happens and how quickly that happens, which is the attack release and ratio i believe essentially that's the long and short of it it reduces volume when things get too loud so you can make a one piece of medium sound like good <laughs> so it's not like a spike in sound here and there so my question yeah. though is taylor when you're doing that podcast do you actually rely exclusively on your compressors to do volume control or do you actually automate different areas and like uh, i do both do um both? Okay. so like yeah i'll have all the entire track is getting compressed because there are mm. it's just four different people in four different locations with four different mics and i don't i can't like adjust everyone's individual track right now yeah so i compress it immediately so that okay. you know my lows get a little bit higher my highs get a little bit lower so that when i am making like automatic adjustments um throughout it's not so extreme that you know there's yeah. there's less that it's going to be at so like when i raise someone's voice when I do that automation going through, it's not, yeah, it's, it's just not as extreme. And to clarify for our listeners, uh, back on the episodes that he's working on right now, we did not know we were going to do a podcast. So everything is just like the recording from like the, the videos that we took for the stream. But pretty soon he's going to be getting into the era where we started, where we knew that we had a podcast. And so we started actually recording the audio track separately and collecting them all. So I thought you were going to say there. the videos he recorded from the streets. And I was like, is this <laughs> like a, are you LARPing this out? Because that would be great. That would be. Yeah. That's, no, I that's am. what the live show should be. That's what the live the, show should be. Full 3D interactive LARP. <laughs> 
where the, you can walk around thing the scene. I get to uh, like music production or LARPing is I create a lot of the sound effects, a lot of the Foley things. effects. <laughs> myself. <laughs> I know like they come together in like Foley effects. So okay, you know when yeah, someone throws a bag with a spleen that has a bullet taped to it, like I create that sound. You know, like you create your own Foley. That's cool. Oh, a lot of a lot of it because yeah, um, we talked before in splice, a different right? uh, about splice and yeah. I, I tried splice out um a lot of good stuff there it is very heavily geared towards music yeah. um so i use a yeah. service called zap splat right now which <laughs> is like a shitty i have to pay the subscription in like five pounds a month like Weird. it's not great but what it does From is it has <laughs> a whole lot of people like here are 75 <laughs> wav files of different kinds of shoes like hitting yeah. like uh, uh, uh like a surface information like, overload suddenly yeah and so like the cool. paradox of choice <laughs> no organization to it you have to find it yourself but i can take those i can record my own shit and putting them together i get some really nice sounds um so i'm, taylor, I'm happy with it taylor i like yeah. that you should reach out to zap splat and be like <laughs> will you sponsor our podcast will and we will sponsor our podcast there you go, advertise man. Yeah. zap splat on- absolutely <laughs> i'll email them tonight shitty again <laughs> I mean, honestly, Splice does have Foley stuff, and I do use it for Foley, but to your point, I do largely use it for other things. Um, but actually, you know what? That's a lie, because I'm thinking I tried using it for other things, but then I got into this weird thing where I was kind of uncomfortable using sampled things, because I felt like now I'm oh. not creating the music anymore. I'm kind of relying on other things. I have two songs that use a lot of samples, and I'm totally happy with that, musical samples, and I think it's cool, but um, it always makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. So I'm mm. more recently geared towards using it for Foley effects, just for like... It's like when we did that song together, like I had like the whiskey glass That's what in the I was going to say. Yeah. yeah, it's like all that's from Splice, and it's all, I guess, what would be called Foley, right? Um, but I've tried doing yeah, it myself, sure. and I cannot. Like I've recorded like stuff my own, and then I find something in Splice, and I'm like, this just sounds so much better. <laughs> like, I, yeah. It's, well, it, it, it helps when it's something simple. Like uh, I have my, my favorite set of props right now are Ethiopian Burr. Um, they're just like the currency of Ethiopia. Emily spent a bunch of time there, and mm-hmm. they're just thick, heavy coins, and like those things on different surfaces a plethora of fucking noise because cool. they've got yeah. some real weight mm. to them um but like that and then this compressor mic in this room i get some pretty faithful sound so like yeah or like the grossest one was taking cat food in my hands and squishing it right dude next i to love the that mic. man that's there like, you go. <laughs> like uh, oh god this is awful here <laughs> so, you go oscar <laughs> but no dude i love stuff like that because it's like <laughs> It's uniquely yours at that point, right? Yeah. Like you've generated a sound. Yeah, because when I sample stuff, like I said, I always get this kind of like uh, imposter syndrome in a way. Um, I have nothing against sampled music either, and I listen to a lot of it. But um, for me personally, it always makes me feel kind of like feverish. But I'm yeah. paying for it, so it's not like it's stealing. But yeah, but it's one of those I things. Like yeah. um, the the license is such on all these websites. Like yeah, you don't have to attribute it this to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so long as you have the subscription. Like so long as I have the subscription forever. I don't have like to attribute I, it, or like when it? I made it, I had the 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 license, you know, like. Do oh, I so have you have to, to keep on paying in perpetuity just to yeah, retain that's, that's, that? Yeah, that's like it's yeah. really it, like surely you can't you can't make infinite contracts like that's just not legal in the United yeah, States. Yeah, you can't do that, um, dude. Especially in terms watch of um, what are you talking about? No, like because uh, you're I, gonna get like, sued by Zapazoop. Like what? I know, right? Yeah, we were talking about this with the other We were talking about this with the other software, but it's it's very apparent in video editing software, especially with like Adobe and a bunch of other things, just. 
they just is infinite. You just have to keep paying for the service month to month. That's why I actually you do a year, you know, right. But they can't but like, say like you have to say that this was made in like oh, Adobe sure. Movie Maker sure, forever sure, sure. because you made it then. Like, no, correct, that sort of correct. thing is illegal. In oh, I'm copyright just, well, no, because there's Thank some you. there's some services and I'm not going to name them, but I do uh -huh. believe there are some. Maybe, Maybe they're not labeled as royalty free, but I think there are some services where you put tracks in like YouTube videos or whatever. And if you stop paying them, you have to take the videos down because you're no longer paying yeah, that's for that provision. Insane. That's crazy. I don't believe that feels nuts. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't do that. So I'm not really sure like the logistics of it, but yeah. I do think there are services like that that do exist. Whereas something like splice, I do believe is just like, you when you download the clip or whatever it's yours it's because you paid for it when you stop paying for the service you just can't use any subsequent sounds from that point forward yeah and that's from my understanding how all this stuff works which is why i started recording my own foley effects in the first place because <laughs> which is cool. like, yeah, yeah i had to like i i because we do uh radio commercials too and it was like can i put these old radio commercials in our fucking product um because they're like they're part of it and it's it turns out like well the lawyer's answer is Maybe. it's almost impossible for anyone to call you on it. Like, wait, what does that mean? Is this because because there's not a record of most like random of like uh, commercial recordings before mm -hmm. 1972. The reason that some people are recorded that they're recorded is some fucking weirdo recorded the radio. <laughs> like, oh, funny. There. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that in Splice like, too. Actually, there's old uh, there's old sounds of like it sounds like people in old like 50s and 60s movies mm -hmm. you know, with that radio type voice. And I've yeah. used tons of that in songs because it just sounds neat. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's got to be the same type of thing probably some dude just watching some old movies like, yeah and you can't it. copyright an instance of something you can copyright a piece of music but you can't copyright this specific performance of music you can copyright the video of the performance of music but the fact that like ben folds played a song once is not a copyrightable thing mm -hmm. yeah the song itself could be like the the well know, the instance of that recording the could be the like the live itself. the live version could be a copywritten thing because it's an instance of that Song, yeah, but right? like being at that concert itself is not copyrightable. Oh, like yeah, how do you yeah. copyright a moment in time? So if that's you, really what the issue <laughs> is. Like when you record lawyers, something off the radio, I know. Copyright a moment. If you're at a concert <laughs> yeah. and you take the video yourself, that video is good to, to do whatever with? Now you're in a gray area again. That's a gray because, area, yeah. Heck. Because um, it's a recording. Heck and of, heck. Because now it's the recording, and the recording itself can be in violation of the music um, that the guy is playing. Can you ever playing. really be in violation of the music, Well, man? you could also be a, you could also be in violation of the touring band's filming policy and violation of the venue's filming policy. Yeah, but those that's usually aren't <laughs> illegal, right? Those are there usually are, just like you can get kicked out of the venue. That's a good question. It's also, it's also yeah. grounds to bring shit down. Um a lot of this yeah. got standardized in the year 1972 um, huh. when the first like the first like the federal government Nixon. finally stepped in and like, all right, here's how copyright <laughs> works now. Or this is ridiculous because they were it was done by the states. You know, thank you. Tenth Amendment for. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't specifically have copyright law in the Constitution. So we just kind of let they everyone didn't? else deal with it. <laughs> Um, how so could the problem it? was when, like, there were four over anticipate <laughs> no. copyright. Well, the, the issue being them. is like some states would have like copyright in perpetuity, uh, which yeah. the federal law in 1972, like, that, oh, that was state no, to state. Absolutely not. You get sorry, state of Delaware. You can't make <laughs> see if you copyright something in Delaware, it's yours forever. No, a public domain has to exist, and so that's After also when we established, point, right? yeah, the the public well, domain, and, and it made DMCA anything, happened, but yeah. 
it made any yeah. <laughs> recording of like an advertisement or anything, it, was... it made it public domain huh. at the creation of that law, which is why it's so damn mm. difficult. Because like, well, what if Goodyear Tire wants to copyright? Like, yeah, but the talking about the product Goodyear Tire is not counter to a copyright. Right. You know what I mean? And because that recording is not copyrightable, the fact that they talk about Goodyear Tire does not like doesn't matter. I think when you get into sales, ah, though, it becomes it. more problematic because if you were making a movie and you put a Goodyear tire in it without their express permission, then they could go after you because yeah. you're profiting off of their Shock supposed of the century, product placement. It's yeah. always about the money. Yeah, but then at that point, it's one of those things <laughs> always like... Always the it, second dollars it, get involved. Like if I made a this, song yeah, and I was is, just screaming, Goodyear tires rule! Yeah. And sold it. Like, <laughs> and now, I a little bit my of life story, Goodyear tires, the blowout <laughs> the Taylor story. Um, but like it's it, at that, and this is why I started this whole thing off. Where, like it depends on like the, the lawyers say like, well, no one could really get you on it because it, at that point it becomes who has the better litigation. Full disclosure: we are not lawyers. This is not legal advice. <laughs> oh no, 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 I'm just telling you. Like that's again. This is why I tried to circumvent all of this, and like no one can tell me I can't use the sounds I've recorded in my house. I'm waiting for Zap Splat to be listening to every episode of our podcast, waiting for you to stop paying. <laughs> you know what they're they gonna say, send me the check yeah. like we know exactly how many samples you've downloaded <laughs> you, you owe us you know for all of these they used any publicity hitting counter publicity. 16 times over the duration <laughs> of the entire podcast Do you know the one i use the most there's like one recording of someone making a gunshot i use it all the goddamn time it's my favorite sound i have uh like no no alteration it just sounds like it's right out of a 30s radio drama so like that's the gunshot noise yeah. forever and outlaws and you know what's ones. cool about this is that i was watching a um i think we talked about this last time too actually i play a ton of like old doom like doom 95 of course like the old you do. yes we did but continue, and please. i was watching a video on how they made the uh music and sound effects for that game and back in the 90s there used to you be like so much old doom that you watch videos on how they made the music for Dude, the old doom. I absolutely I love feel you, John. a lot of my, I get it. I get it. A lot of my music actually that I write at this point is like total. It's, you can totally tell I play video games from like the eighties <laughs> and nineties yeah. specifically. Yeah. Um, which sidebar, a lot of that music just comes straight from eighties metal, right? With all the fast, like, synth lines and stuff it's just recreating yeah. rock music fucking uh look up uh, michael jackson's hand in writing the original yep. sonic, sonic the 3 Hedgehog. that's why you can't find yeah. sonic 3 anywhere when they do represses of genesis games or like because yep. they're they, it's caught up in a legal <laughs> battle with that um i could go on forever about sonic the hedgehog uh, but in the 90s there would be like like we download from streaming services or you know whatever but in the 90s there were like actual cds that you would buy that would have you know royalty free sound effects you could use um so a lot of the stuff in doom is stuff you can hear elsewhere because you can tell that the same people in different games or movies or tv shows are using the same like sound packs so there's a mm. couple cool things like some of the door opening stuff i heard in rugrats one time because i remember being yeah. before i understood how this worked and i was a kid i was watching rugrats and it's like angelica's fighting reptar if you remember this episode very specific memory and it's like this like mechanical door sound and it's the exact same sound when you open the first door in doom and i was like wait a minute that's <laughs> fucking <laughs> what did so um, doom and rugrats have in common <laughs> the two sounds that get me super hard is whenever uh, an old telephone <laughs> that, oh. that that don't, don't just that damn it i said that that <laughs> make me wait? recognize and have a, a no. visceral reaction not a that sexual bucket whatever to your penis. Uh, yeah you <laughs> It goes from my earlobes to my pants lobes. Straight shot, man. Uh, no, it's the sound of a telephone. Um, there is one Why would recording. That get you going, uh, no, it's 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 the Somebody telephone that has like right now. the old Bell telephone. <laughs> yeah, because 
almost every the time that you can use motion, it, it yeah that exactly what it because is. if you if exactly that rings that, more than yeah. once you can hear this strange warp in the pitch and that's because that's like cool. the first um digital recording of that was ripped from one record that like mcm owned and there was a slight warp in that record oh so nice. whenever like old telephones ring if they use that same in- almost ubiquitous sound effect there is the mechanical warp Wait. of the sound that would not happen like with a fucking in the real phone so, yeah, hold on, ringing hold on. in real life i need a i need a clarification question here are you saying that old phones had no, old phones aren't sampling sounds. You're saying no, that, that no. sound has been sampled since. Yes. That sound has okay. been sampled so many times. Like someone recorded the original <laughs> like, Bell telephone mm-hmm. onto a, a record, right? And then that one record, record was digitized, but there was a warp in that one record. Cool. And so that same sample is heard all over the damn place. The other one is like, um, and this one I have a scene right off the top of my head. In Men in Tights, when the organ, yeah, no, pr- Princess go. Bride. In Princess Bride, when the pipe organ starts to play you can hear that the sound warps in a way that doesn't match the movie and then it goes right by but it's because that same recording of like that organ performance is used all the all over the fucking place mm-hmm. and the same thing the one record from which all of these samples derived has a small warp in it so you know what that so you can like yeah that history of these same sounds being used over and over and over again that reminds me of in the i think it was the 60s and i might have the year wrong um but it's like the mellotron if you know what that instrument is yeah it's in yeah, the yeah. uh strawberry fields i think is the most famous implementation of it by the mm. beatles but it's like an instrument where it has a key bed like a keyboard does but when you push a key down it'll it like actually plays a tape reel that has a bunch of pre-recorded sounds on it so like what they did is they record somebody playing like a flute right and they would record that to tape and then they would actually take that tape mass produce it and put the tape inside of the mellotron so they're these big like they're big instruments and because the back of it has all these tapes in it for each individual key on the keyboard so you play a c note and like it's playing the c note of a flute on tape and if you hold the note down for long enough and you let the tape run out it'll start to get all warbly and effed up sounding and it's cool yeah um so that's why there's a lot of old songs you'll hear what sounds like a vintage instrument like a vintage flute or something like that Beatles song, but it's a Mellotron because it's a, it is a vintage instrument, but it's, but a, it's the recording. It's sampled. Of... Yeah. It's the first instance of um, sampling in music. I'm pretty sure. And well, then they, wow. they did something similar for that, that instrument, not the song. For the first time. Yeah. They, <laughs> they did something similar for I'm not in love by 10 CC. Like the band members all were like feeding in various tapes into machines to like, it's awesome to do the, the, uh, right. the, like there's chords done that are vocal recordings. But they played like instruments, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, uh, Gang- Gangsters Paradise uses a Mellotron too. I'm pretty sure of that. Cool. I think that's a Mellotron oh. of sampled voices. Yeah, <laughs> but that's I'm, sick. Okay. So on um, the topic, because we're we're oh, right a little bit right. over. Uh, yes, so really, and there's so much more I want to say. So I think we're just gonna have to have you on again, again, again. <laughs> one more we're time. Uh, <laughs> but for now, for music production, are we friends? I'm gonna say. Yes. I'm going to also say it. I'm going to say yes. I have, I have nothing funny uh, to say besides say, that. I don't it's just, know. It's just it's a the music, but oh my God, it's fascinating. Yeah, I could, I could gas about stuff. this shit yeah. all day. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm still friends with you guys. Hope you're still friends yeah! with me. <laughs> he came in starting as friends and said, still friends. Yeah! <laughs> he didn't need a podcast to figure it out. I'm in. <laughs> Hell yeah. So I do have a quick section for us. Um because we didn't do it last week, and I wanted to do it. This week. <laughs> <laughs> I was so loud. That yeah. was so loud. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I, I see the square. It's like we're we're so gonna have to sorry. do some uh, editing. I'm not gonna some music production know, right? on that on that. 
So uh, this is also a whoopsie doodle whittle moment. Ah, fuck. But only because I don't have another section to stick it into. Um, it's about a dream again. And I, I swear to God, it's a weird flex. I'm going to be so mad. It's a weird flex. No, it's not a weird flex. I promise you, I'm it's not a weird flex. I'm completely lost in um, what's going on. <laughs> I told you guys about my big bird dream. We do segments John, you and we... Here. There were the, the awkward silence there that you heard, but the audience didn't, was where we put the theme song oh, for the little segment. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. okay. He, so um, Taylor's going to tell he, a funny story. It's supposed to be an so embarrassing gonna, story about himself. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, we're going to we're gonna tell... Last time I did this, I told you guys about the dream where I just had normal dreams and Big Bird was flying at me. Um, <laughs> this time... very funny. Um, I... This is the first time that I realized that something can be erotic out of context. All right. I had a this, dream. This is not the first time. There's no way. It was unless like, this story is from 12 years ago. No, Did you get a phone call was, on an old phone? Uh, no, no. I had a I had a dream, <laughs> an old and the rang dream twice, and he just came every. I, <laughs> I heard the warble on the recording, and I just exploded in my pants. Um, <sighs> No, had a dream, normal like zombie survival dream sure. that has various details. The only detail that sticks out, it, it was my mission to make sure that society did not recreate the mall. That was it. That was the entire dream. Okay. And when I woke up, I was incredibly aroused. And I, I was just like, what happened? Like trying, you know, hand sand through my cupped fingers and like, no, it was my mission. We cannot allow the mall to be recreated in this new society. And that is an erotic fact. <laughs> that was I. That was it. That was the whole. That's, a, that's the whole thing I wanted to tell you guys. That's a lot to go huh. through. That's a lot I'm to not think about. I lost for words, but I'm into it. Yeah. I, I I literally don't even know what to say, Taylor. I didn't either, apart from, hey baby, I got a question for you. <laughs> yeah. If uh, audience, if you know what to say about that, please reach out because I Comments, also have nothing. Like, subscribe, all that. Do that thing. And. You can reach out to us on well, our Twitter let's do and Instagram. John's first. John, plug your pluggables. So I, what? Pluggables? Yeah. Where can people find you for stuff? Uh, you can find me on Spotify at Eyes of Astoria. Um, I'm also on Spotify in a band called Palm Trees, all one word. Um, yeah. That's where you can listen to all my jams. Nice and easy. Hell nice yeah. And easy. And uh, Astoria, A-S-T-O-R-I-A. Yeah, like the city in New York, which I've never lived in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can find us on our um, social medias, which are Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends. That's all one word. Or you can find us on our website, r-we-friends.com. I have been your mela-turned-on co-host, Taylor. I have been your Foley effect, Brian. I have been your special guest, John. <laughs> and I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you next week. Music production. <laughs> Vaporwave. <laughs>